Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Zach Short. And my name is Olivia Certain. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Elliot Felix, founder of Brightspot and author of the book, How to Get the Most Out of College. And we'll be discussing how to take full advantage of all your college has to offer. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Elliot, to the College Parent Podcast. Good to be here, Zach and Olivia. So, Elliot, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, well, I'm I'm really excited for this podcast about uh, the college experience and the role that parents can play. And uh, I'm a parent myself, and I, I think about higher education from a, from that perspective of parent of a four year old and a seven year old, and what's college going to be like for them in the in a in a in a, in a ways, and um, you know, also from the perspective of a consultant having worked with more than 100 colleges and universities to help their students succeed with better space, better support services, better technology. Um, and uh, and also as a as a part time faculty member on occasion and a guest lecturer. So I, I come at education from a variety of different perspectives and all of it's really about helping students belong to find support, connect their career with their classes so that they can you know find their people, find their place, you know, find their path forward. Yeah, that's awesome, Elliot. Thank you. We have a couple questions for you today about how we can encourage parents to support their students and different resources to have on campus. And so our first question is, what's the most appropriate way for parents to encourage and support students and find a balance to avoid being overwhelming? Well, that's a it's a great question, and as you know, as a parent myself, not of as a college age kids, but I don't know if other parents have experienced this, but I don't feel like I can really tell my kids to do anything. They, ha- I have to sort of find a way for them to want to do it. So, and what I've seen in my in my work with colleges and universities is if parents can make suggestions and support their students in connecting the resources and the opportunities they might find in college with the students' passions and interests, then you're not really like telling them what to do. You're helping them uncover something that they're, you know, they're interested in. And then it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like extra. And if there's one trend I'm seeing in so many different aspects of, of higher education, it's getting rid of the extra, right? So you, for instance, you used to think about like going to the career center as this extra thing, that students do in their spare time that they don't have. But what's happening now is you're making career exploration a class. So it isn't this extra thing. And so if like, for instance, if a student's interested in marketing, maybe they can do a marketing plan for a local community group. If they're interested in journalism, maybe they can go to an event, something they care about and write about it. If they're interested in sort of forging or finding their identity, maybe they can go to an identity center you know, a first gen center and LGBTQ plus center, a student veteran center and meet people, get help, go to a workshop. So it's about like connecting the resources with the, with the passion and interest. So it doesn't feel like work and you're not like telling anyone to do anything because they're not going to do it anyhow. Can you tell us a little bit, you mentioned a couple different resources on campus, but what resource on campus do you find is the most underrated one? Well, you know, it used to be it used to be libraries, and uh, but I think now people are going to libraries more than ever. And Brightspot does a national student experience survey, and we track like sixty eight different dimensions of student experience. And libraries are the second highest, 
So now my, my answer has evolved to be the career center. And, uh, and I think it's just so helpful. And I talk to so many students that don't take full advantage of the, of the career center, or they think like, oh, I'll go there, you know, senior year. But actually you want to be thinking about that early on. And it's, it's such an untapped resource. It's full of people. They're super psyched to help students and a meeting with a career counselor that could help you understand who you are, like your purpose, your path, like that's a such an important part of, of college might come out of that conversation. They can help you like tell your story, understand your personal brand, get you on LinkedIn, get you on Handshake, like do mock interviews. And that, you know, getting that career exploration, thinking about, oh, this is like a career path I might want to be on, or this is a role model. I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to be like this person. I'd like to have that job. That gives your classes, your activities, some focus and and direction because it, you know, you can know this is going to lead to that. And there's great research on the benefits. Like Gallup has done all this fantastic research on on career centers and the students that find career centers helpful and go there, they're uh, three times more likely to think their education was worth the cost. They're three point four times more likely to recommend their school to a friend. And they're three times more likely to donate it to it after uh, after graduation. So I'm, I'm a plug for career services, helpful people doing great work that students don't all often know about or take full advantage of. Yeah, I totally agree, Elliot. I was very involved in the Career Center my freshman year, and it completely changed my whole outlook of my college so career. Smart. It ended I'm where I'm at now because of that, and it was because I was a student worker my freshman year in the career center. So I was like forced to be involved. Um, but because of that, I had really great networking experiences and just the whole college experience was a lot better for me. So I get it. And I love that example too, because a lot of times people think like, Oh, if I've, you know, getting involved has to be some extracurricular thing that you do in your spare time, but you can find people and you can tap into resources through your job, like through, through your campus job, um, you can you can find it by going to you know a center on campus that offers you know it could be the tutoring center maybe you maybe you uh, work there or maybe you become a peer tutor after receiving the support your first year and the second year you become a tutor so I think there's so many different ways um, to get involved and your campus job can be can be one of them. Switching gears a little bit here to talk about your book, what would you mm-hmm. say are the top three takeaways from your book? The The book is called How to Get the Most Out of College, and I'm a pretty literal guy, so it's 127 tips on how to get the most out of college based on research and evidence. And what, you know, what I tried to do is distill decades of research on what helps students succeed into bite-sized chunks for students and parents and, and for institutions them, themselves. And the, the biggest idea in the book is that it's not just where, but how you go to college. And they're everyday decisions you make about where to live, uh, what to do a class project on, when to do an internship, um, what to major in. And these these are the things that are have just as much an effect on your success as the, the school you choose. And once you're in that mindset of, okay, it's how I go to college, that determines uh, how how well I do and um, what the return on my investment is going to be, and 
and uh, and all these things, then you come to the second big idea, which is though it can feel like an obstacle course, think about college not as something you navigate, but as something you create. You know that students can take ownership of their own experience, and uh, they can use that to make you know better decisions about those class projects, about how to get involved, about where to get help, and and so forth. And lastly, once you're doing that, think about kind of moving up in progression from belonging to support to connection. And so belonging, you know, feel like you're part of something, um, like you matter, like you're cared for, then find support. And that support could be about writing. It could be about giving a presentation. It could be about your career exploration. And then try and connect your classes to some career path because then it all makes sense and you get us you 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 can feel that sense of progress and there's so much research out there about like progress is the thing that motivates people like if you feel like you're moving towards something if you're getting skills if you're learning stuff that's gonna that's gonna help you make an impact it's not just where but how and to do that don't just navigate create your experience and do it in a way so you find belonging support and a and a class career connection yeah i really appreciate how you were talking about it's not just where but it's how you do that i think that with some of it like you could go to this beautiful university and then if you don't take advantage of what it all has to offer or the landscape or finding different places then what is it that's really different between doing that or just doing something online so that kind of gears us into our next question of can you talk a little bit about the value of finding a good space on campus and how it enhances the college experience. Absolutely. And, and my background is, is actually is in architecture. I started off planning and, and designing buildings. And then I realized we didn't know enough about who we were designing for. And I went back to grad school at MIT to try and understand that. And then went into consulting work where our job was to write the design brief for a new building or a renovated building to figure out what people wanted and what they needed and what the trends were and how much it could, should cost and all these things. And, uh, and then, you know, bright spot, I found a bright spot to take that kind of to the next level and not only think about the space, but the services and the, the technology. And, and in my work, you know, we've, we've come across lots of different spaces and there's a, you know, there's a chapter on enjoying the campus, getting the most out of the campus in the book. So I'll just highlight a couple here. Uh, and a couple of the like evidence-based tips in the book. One of them, or uh, actually, there's a couple on uh, residence halls, and two really interesting findings. One is that, especially in your first year, a residence hall uh, where the rooms are arranged along a hallway actually promotes a higher interaction and a greater sense of community than if you're kind of tucked away in suites or apartment-style dorms you have 22% more interaction along a hallway. And actually some studies have, have found a higher GPA associated with that. Uh, the other thing about residence halls, they can be organized. It's, it's not just how the rooms are organized in space, but also they might be organized around an idea to create a living learning community, which might be, it might, there might be like a environmental sustainability residence hall or a Latinx residence hall or an entrepreneurship residence hall. And there's a lot of research that students that are in living learning communities have a higher sense of community. They have more contact with faculty. They take more risks. So that so residence halls can there's a lot that can be done there. 
I think libraries are another really interesting thing. I mentioned they're among the most, the spaces that students are most satisfied with. And I think that's because they've really undergone a transformation from places to store books to places to create things and not, not just access information, but create it. And so you might be working on a project and you can get help writing. You can get help on the presentation. You can get help analyzing the data. You can get help on your research. You can get help, you know, fabricating up like even a prototype in a, in a makerspace with 3D printers. So, so libraries are these amazing hubs for services and creativity and study. I, I talked before about belonging. And one of the things that's really becoming more and more uh, prevalent is the idea that there are different kinds of community on a campus and online. And there are you know, groups that students are a part of where there is shared background, shared race, ethnicity, politics, uh, religion. You know, an important part of college and life, right, is is meeting people that are different than you, you learning from them, them learning from you, and, uh, and being part of a, a diverse community. And you need one to do the other. So, uh, a lot of colleges are creating, you know, d spaces for different affinity groups. Maybe it's the Pride Center, maybe it's the Student Veterans Center, maybe it's the Multicultural Center. And I think these are, um, sometimes they're not the best spaces on campus, but we did some research last year and almost 50% of campuses are planning on upgrading or building new affinity groups spaces. So if they're not great spaces, hopefully they will be. And those are great places to like find community and uh, and find that kind of safe space that then allows you to like venture out and meet meet different people. And you you can meet different people even at that space because there's a lot of diversity in any in any group, even if people you know quote unquote look the same. Yeah, absolutely. I think you mentioned this a lot in this last question that a lot of these spaces, the residence halls, the libraries, the physical spaces on campus have seen a lot of transformation in the last several years. There's a lot of developing. There's a lot of new ideas, new concepts happening in all of these spaces. Um, and that's just true with college all around that there's been a lot of change in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And so our last question for you is how might parents learn more about resources that were not available when they were in college or if their student is first generation? It's a, it's a great question. And I think the answer lies in this idea that it's not just where, but how you go to college. And my suggestion for parents and students and families is to think about the where based on the how. And so look at potential colleges based on will they or how easy do they make it for you to do these things that are proven contributors to student success. So do they have living learning communities? Do they have a career center that enables internships? How close or how much contact do students have with, with faculty to say find a mentor? Can students work on real world projects, right? So in a class, can they work as a team to do that marketing plan for a local community group so that they're making an impact and they're building like a portfolio of projects that helps them, you know, get a job? Are there are there leadership opportunities? How do they cultivate leaders at that college? Are they, you know, do they have a great library? Do they have a great career center? Do they have a great, you know, set of affinity group spaces? So look for the hows in order to find your wares. 
And you can start by, you know, websites and uh, admissions tour and the info session and guides. But I think you, you also have to go beyond that. So, you know, on your college visit, um, go to, you know, talk to students, go to a class, sit in the dining, eat in the dining hall, go ask students, like, are they working on real world projects? Do they have a mentor? Did they do an internship? Um, and so I think like, look at, look for these proven hows to find your where, and then talk to people directly about whether they're doing those things. Yeah. Thank you. I think that colleges don't talk about that aspect a lot because all colleges want you to go to their college. And so it's more about the where than the how. But I think for students, focusing on that how is so important. And so we encourage all of our listeners to check out the book, How to Get the Most Out of College, to learn more about that how. But that's all we have for you today, Elliot. So as we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Elliot for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day and see you next time.